Hey, hey, welcome to the Sports Reverence Podcast. It's been a tough week for me and the sports world in general. How are you feeling, Drew? Yeah, it's been it's been a tough, tough couple days to process. You know, Kobe was such a big uh, influence in the sports world and you know, as a as a dad as well, it's just a tough thing to process. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I'm happy that the NBA is doing the the right thing to honor him. And I'm looking forward to this weekend. Yeah, it's good. That's good, Drew. After Kobe had won his fourth championship, Lil Wayne put out a song entitled Kobe Bryant. And in the beginning of that song, Stephen A. Smith at ESPN goes on a soliloquy. And here's my best Stephen A. impression. It's a it's basically the embodiment of Kobe Bryant and the Mamba mentality, okay? Here you go. He's the best player in the game. It's just that simple. There's nothing that Kobe Bryant can't do. He will defend your best player. He will shoot from the perimeter. He will get all in your mug. He will do whatever it takes. He is the most complete basketball player in the game today, bar none. He has an assassin's mentality. I said this week, I said this when the trade went down, and I will repeat it again. Who's starving more for an NBA World Championship more than Kobe Bryant? There is no one. This guy is highly motivated. What separates Kobe from the pack? More than Kobe Bryant. There is no one. Well, we're excited for our Sports Reverend show today. If you don't know, my name's Dan. You know, my name's Drew. We're no experts, but we are... The Sports Reverends. So, Drew, I'll let you start our show today. What's your thoughts on Kobe? Kobe Bean. Kobe Bean Bryant. Well, you know, I'm not the Lakers fan that you were or are. I don't know what you are anymore. Not that LeBron's there, but was. was. But whether you like him or whether you like the Lakers or not, you always had to respect Kobe's game, respect the the heart that he played with. He brought it every single night. Scored 60 in his last game of his career. Like, that's just who he was. He was an assassin on the court. And mm-hmm. um, you can just see that players are affected. Like, guys grew up idolizing this guy. And uh, for what he did on the court and off the court, uh, the way he matured over the years, and even winning an Oscar outside of that's right. basketball, just amazing. Um, he leaves a great legacy and, uh, yeah, it's, it's again, you know, you, your heart goes out to his wife and his kids and, and the whole basketball world. Yeah. What about you, man? Yeah, man. I was just, I was completely shocked when I first heard it. I I didn't want to believe that it actually happened. Um, you know, my, my phone started getting flooded with texts and DMS and asking about, did I hear about it? Asking if I was okay. And I was it's actually crazy. Like I got so many texts and, and, and DMs from from about Kobe Bryant. Because if if you don't know me, I've I've grown up as a Kobe Bryant like it's my idol, growing up. And uh, uh, including you, Drew, you sent me a nice message too. And I was like, it's kind of funny. It's like <laughs> I don't even know Kobe Bryant, but uh, <laughs> uh, I had so many people like people I haven't talked to in over a decade sent me messages over social media, and I'm like, oh hey. Um, yeah, I'm doing okay. I'm just shocked and and saddened and, and devastated by this tragic loss of Kobe. Um, I had, there's different reports coming out 
uh, as the day was going on. And then there's some false reports like Rick Fox was in the helicopter crash. And I was like, oh, Rick Fox, too. And then you hear the then you hear that gets squashed and and Rick Fox is actually OK. And I was like, oh, maybe there's actually hope for Kobe. Maybe it actually wasn't Kobe. But then the official reports come out and it's just like, wow, this is this is not even this can't be real. This is just like crazy. So it's like four days later, and um, it's still like uh, I, I, on on Sunday itself. I was just thinking about it all day. Even even Monday all day, I was thinking about it. Uh, but our lives go on, right? Like our lives uh, aren't uh, directly affected by it, and our lives go on. Um, I just feel bad for for his wife and kids um, because they have to deal with it on a on a, on the daily basis. Their whole world has changed now, so yeah. they're the ones that all the all the all this prayers and and um, and and stuff that needs to go out to you and support, uh, not about us. Our lives will go on. We'll be okay. But uh, their worlds are they're it's in a time warp. If if you've ever lost someone that's uh, been close to you, that's that's been early in life, that's how it, it just changes the 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 line of of how life goes. And and uh, so all our prayers and support go out to them for sure. There's a couple stories that like. The cool part has been has been a couple awesome stories that have come out that I've never heard before about Kobe, and some were funny and I felt almost guilty laughing. Some were some were just touching. Um, pretty much everyone talked about how he's a family man, um, how the later half of his career that really came out, how he's a mentor, and I thought that was just beautiful. Um, there's some a funny one was from Lou Williams when he was a teammate with Kobe. They went to Portland and got their butts kicked. And uh, Kobe goes into the locker room with all of them. He takes everyone's Kobe's that they were wearing and throws them out and said, you guys are all <laughs> soft. And uh, I, thought that was, I thought that was funny. And then, uh, yeah, there's other stories that just like uh, how they just everyone talked about how Kobe, especially the, like the last like five years, three years of his career. And, and then afterwards, you see the, the family man that he is and the mentorship that he gave to different players and and uh, just the encouragement and Kyrie talked about how after he won the championship the first person he calls is Kobe same thing with Kawhi Leonard uh, after each championships and it's just the impact is so far so global it's like goes beyond the sports world and um, my favorite Kobe Bryant quote I'll end I'll end my piece with this the most important thing is to try and inspire people so that so that they can be a great at whatever they want to do and I thought that was pretty cool. So uh, yes, Drew. Um, let's uh, let's give our twenty-four seconds to Kobe. Moment of silence. Okay. Starting, let's do it. Let's do it. All our prayers go out to Kobe's family and all the other families that are affected by this. And and uh, we'll pray for God to be the light in a situation that seems so dark, eh? Yeah, it's true. All right, Drew, let's get into the big game happening this Sunday. Super Finally. Bowl! <laughs> what? Finally. Finally. <laughs> yeah. It's coming. I hate that whole week in between, that waste of time. Called the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Although it would be fun to be at. Yeah. 
I didn't watch one second of the Pro Bowl. Yeah, no, neither did I. Neither did I. So, Drew, let's get into it. What intrigues you most about Super Bowl 54? I I think the most intriguing part is just the 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 quarterback matchup. Like and matchups in general. Like you you go through this team, it's offense versus defense and yeah. um and then they've got some similar skilled players like you look at Kittle and Kelsey and but I think it comes down to Mahomes. Like second year starting, um, third year in the league. But I, I heard a guy talking this week, like if Mahomes wins the Super Bowl and gets Super Bowl MVP, he's he's a Hall of Famer already. Like this guy's 20, 23, 24 years old. Second year and, in the league. Uh, yeah, but it just talks to the what an incredible start. Like we've never seen a start to a career like this. Winning league league MVP in his first year starting. And now leading his team to the Super Bowl. So I'm looking forward to seeing him use his weapons. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing San Francisco's defense try and stop him. And, uh, yeah, I think that's my – just the matchups we're going to see, the one-on-ones, Richard Sherman against Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, like who they're going to line them up against. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to – uh, Kansas City's defensive line trying to stop the the run game of San Francisco as well. Yeah, it's gonna be good. It's like so much, so much in there, like the explosiveness of the Kansas City's offense. Like they have they have three people that could be part of the the four by one hundred relay on their offense, and like it's gonna be just insane to see this this matchup of offense versus defense. And like, what about Jimmy Garoppolo? Um, Jimmy Garoppolo has like just not put up great numbers but has consistently won and yeah. um he actually is a two-time Super Bowl champion um even though obviously he didn't uh he completed as many passes as you and I have in the Super Bowl <laughs> um but that's still you know he was there he's had that experience he's learned under the great Bill Belichick Tom Brady do you think that plays a role in this big game? Well, you you almost look at the you almost look at Jimmy G, and you you, you almost see a, a Tom Brady. That's right. Leading up to his first Super Bowl, like Tom Brady was known as a game manager, didn't have to throw that much, mm-hmm. relied on his defense and special teams, and and uh, that's what we're seeing out of him. And it almost it it makes me think about what. Bill Belichick must be thinking right now, seeing a guy that he wanted to go with over Tom Brady go to a Super Bowl. I think I think Bill Belichick will be cheering for Jimmy Garoppolo tomorrow or on on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, so he can say, "Hey, look, I was right." <laughs> yeah, very very well could be, and yeah, like you said, Jimmy G is not necessarily been asked to do more like he's just been if his weapons of of the run game and the defense has has what's got them along that's he's just managing that and he's done excellent at that um i don't think jimmy jimmy g's a scrub at at all um compared to mahomes obviously no one's taking in in terms of talent no one's taking garoppolo over homes mahomes 
And um, but you just look at the resume of Garoppolo. He's got he's as twenty three and five as a starter. Two wins with the Patriots. Uh, then they go whatever. I think it was thirteen and four with the. Uh, uh, with San Fran, who went twenty-one and five with San Fran over the last two years, uh, and then the year that he was hurt, the San Fran went four and thirteen. So Garoppolo has that, like you know, that like you said, that Tom Brady winning factor, and that makes it interesting to me. He's a he's been a winner. He's got experience, so it's gonna be fun. Andy Reid and um, and and Shanahan, they have. They've had their woes in the in the Super Bowls, right? They've they've both been suspect in their play calls. Both have been uh, when Andy Reid was with Philadelphia, they challenge his his late game calls and and they're very suspect, and that's what came into question with his coaching. Um, to so let's so see, maybe has he developed and grown to be able to to get over the hump? Has Shanahan done the same? Young version of Andy Reid, some people are saying. Yeah, it's two two great offensive minds. Yeah. Um, and I know I've heard a lot of the Kansas City Chiefs players come out and say they want to win for Andy Reid because he's been a coach a long time and it and he's starting to get a reputation of not being able to win the big game. Yeah. So That's I'd like to see him win. Yeah, it's definitely up up in the top of the line uh, headline there. I'd say if you had to choose, Drew, who would you take? Would you take George Kittle or Travis Kelsey? Yeah, there's been a lot of debate going on and a lot of comparing the two tight ends. Um, it depends what you're asking, though. Like, uh, as a playmaking tight end or an all-around tight end, but I think my answer is the same either way. I think I'd take George Kittle. Um, okay. I think. I think he's an absolute beast. Like I'm not taking anything away from Travis Kelsey, but the the effort he puts in in the run game and the ability to make catches, make people miss, and his breakaway speed, I think, sets him apart from other tight ends in the league. Yeah, his his willingness to run block. Um, most tight ends nowadays are just big wide receivers that just want to make catches. But True. George Kittle seems super content just run blocking doing his job on the line and uh if he gets in the passing game he's happy too yeah exactly yeah there's a report after last game where he only had one reception they asked uh they asked him if he had a bad game or how he viewed his game and and he's like i didn't have a bad game look how great uh look how how many great blocks i threw and look how great i did in the block and in the run in the run blocking and that's exactly he he's okay with not putting up the numbers because he's doing his job. He's all about team. I like that. But come on, Travis Kelsey is no, he's no like, come on. He's no bum. It's Travis Kelsey. He's, he's, he seems more, he seems more of a diva to me than, than, (laughs) than George Kittle would be in the locker room. Maybe. Yeah. Like I see him getting upset when he's not getting his targets. And when you have that many weapons on Kansas City, it's going to be tough to get everybody their targets. But and like I don't know the guys personally, so don't take, don't take that. Um, 
take that for what it's worth. But I, I just the way George Kittle carries himself, the way I see him uh, with his teammates, like just excited about a big run, excited about a big block. Yeah, you don't see that very often with uh, with these guys. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think overall you're probably right. I think um, George Kittle, because of his ability to block, makes him such a great threat. Uh, I think he probably has the same skill set on offense as Kelsey in terms of like making plays and catching. Um, so adding yeah. the run blocking, yeah, uh, I'd probably that's, go Kittle too. That's what we always. That's what was always said about Gronkowski too. Like what set him apart was his willingness to block. Yeah. And his last couple of years, they used him primarily as a extra lineman, right? It's true. Put him on the end of the line and. Kittle kind of has the same flair as Gronkowski too, eh? Yeah, yeah. yeah I like that. Um, okay, here's the big question. Here's the here's the the answer to all answers. Who wins? Super Bowl 54. Yeah, I think both of us have been going back and forth on this, hey? Like, yeah, big time. I think I said about 10 times in our last podcast what a great matchup it is. Yeah. But I I think I've landed on Kansas City just with the firepower. Um the greatness of Mahomes. Yeah, Mahomes is definitely game breaker. Tyree Kill's speed is what I think is going to set things apart. I don't think Richard Sherman can keep up. I don't think anyone in the world Hill. can keep up. No, it's true. Um, like you put Hill on one side and Hardman on the other side. Yeah. Like those are two of the fastest guys <laughs> in the league. Yeah. If not America, I don't know. <laughs> like, exactly. Seriously. Um, yeah. And Mahomes can throw it, you know, 75, 80 yards in the air. So exactly on the run. Under yeah. pressure, it doesn't matter. He'll make the throw. So, not I think looking. that's what I think that's what sets it apart. I think San Francisco can slow the game down, run the ball. I don't think it matters because uh, how fast Kansas City can score. That's exciting. That's a that's a good take, Drew. Uh, like you said, I have been flip flopping around as well. I think all week I've been telling people I'm taking Kansas City. I think as of today. I'm putting my foot down, and I'm saying the San Francisco 49ers win Super Bowl 54. Wow. I'm saying that as because I've grown up knowing and believing that defense wins championships. And when it comes to the big game, when it comes to the bright lights, when it's a Super Bowl, pressure is times 100,000, and this is where, you know, this is where defense really pulls through, in my opinion. Um, there's been some Super Bowls in the past where there's been no defense being played. This is going to be the true test. The number two defense, number two offense. Richard Sherman and the boys, the the best uh, the best uh, rush rush attack in the game, led by Bosa and, and uh, three or four of those guys are are world talents. Yeah. Uh, they're they're nasty. And I think Jimmy G is, it's definitely, I don't think it's possible to really stop the Kansas City Chiefs. I think Mahomes and them are going to put their numbers up. So San Fran's going to have to score. 
Um, but I'm not putting it past uh, Jimmy D- G to get that done. Um, he's got the run game. He's got some weapons. He's got Debo Samuel. He's got he's got uh, uh, Kittle, and he's got uh, the best trade this year, Emmanuel Sanders. And uh, we'll see how Mostert and Coleman can do. I think one of the best ways to play defense is to keep their offense on the field. And, uh, yeah, slowing the game down for sure. But they're going to have to score. And um, we'll see how the bright lights affect Mahomes and the boys, right? I think uh, uh, Richard Sherman's battle-tested, and he's going to have that defense ready. So it's going uh, to be exciting for sure. That's yeah, mine. And- That's my pick. Yeah, I like that take, and and that's why I've been going back and forth on it because I know Kansas City's defense uh, can be had. Yeah. Um, but like I said, the the return of Chris Jones last week really helps shore up that Dude. run defense. I can't and believe they held like Derrick Henry didn't like nothing. Seventy seventy seven yards, I think total. Crazy. And Crazy. he'd been he'd been close to two hundred the last four or five weeks, I think. Exactly. Um, and something that went over, something that went overlooked over the year is that Kansas City's past defense has actually been pretty good against wide receivers. Yeah. So um, they've got a couple good corners. The one place, and this is where I think the tight ends come into play, that they've been susceptible is uh, giving up yards to tight ends. Yeah. So, yeah, and George to running... Kittle. And to dump offs to running backs. Oh, yeah. Um, so I even think um, they've got one of the only true fullbacks in the league as well, Kyle Juszczyk. Yeah. Um, I think he could be almost an X factor as well, him and him and Kittle. Yeah, for sure. And they also, you know, like they have they have Coleman still, and they also have Breda. And uh, they have like three capable backs, in my opinion. So. Yep. I think it's going to be a steady, steady. It's not going to be a most dirt game. I think it's going to be a, a team, a team back situation. But it's going to be. I'm. I've just. I'm just excited to watch the Super Bowl. It's been a long time that I've been actually excited to watch the game and see. Uh, see what unfolds that way. But I'm going with the 49ers, and I'm going to stick with them. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll stick with the Chiefs, so just so we can root against each other. You know. There we go. I like that. Um. So I put up on our Instagram page. Um, our Super Bowl prop sheet, and we've had about uh, we've had a, a dozen people talk about uh, entering their their prop uh, the prop answers. You can either send it in the comments or put it in the uh, the DMs. And um, as long as you get it in before the game starts, um, I thought what we could do, Drew is um, uh, I honestly I just took this off the internet, so I thought we could just go through it. Let's give our answers. We can mark our own answers down, and then. Uh, It'll be written in stone. We can even write it down sure. as we go. Yeah. Okay. So the biggest question of the night <laughs> is the first one. How long will <laughs> it take Demi Lovato? Drew Martin did research on this world. I did. Just so you I know, did. he did research. So he's he's taking this seriously. He didn't even know that this question is going to be on it, but he's done research and he knows. How long will it take Demi Lovato to sing the national anthem? Over two minutes or under? Well, Dan. Let me tell you, in Demi Lovato's singing national anthem career, uh, she has only gone over two minutes once. Wow. Um, her average is about 155. So I'm going to go safe and go with the under. Under two minutes. Under two minutes. 
Okay, I'm with you on that as well. I'm going to go under two minutes because I think over two minutes is going to be a mockery. And she's she's a success story, okay, Drew? She's she's coming out of rehab, and this is her first uh, this is her first uh, big performance, okay? So she's not going to screw this up. And over two minutes to me is a screw up. Well, she might hold those notes a little longer because she's emotional about it. But okay. very yeah. passionate, she would be passionate. Oh, you're making me flip up. No, I'm going to stick with two. Under, under two. Both going under two. two. Okay. Lock it in. Lock it in. I got to I'm writing. I'm writing them down. Okay. Number two. Who will win the opening coin toss? 49ers or Chiefs? Who's calling it? Do we know that? Do we know I, who's the? I don't know. I think the 49ers would be calling it because it's okay. in Miami. What does that have to do with it? Wouldn't the NFC team be the away team? Or does it have to do with who's the better? I think it has to do with record. So it's, the Chiefs would be the home team. So okay. 49ers would be calling it. Not okay, that that so matters. Not that. I'll, I'll go 49ers. Okay, Drew says 49ers. I'm going to say Chiefs. Do we have to go opposite on everything? Or no, you pick the same as me. Yeah, first yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll pick whatever we actually think. Who yeah. will win? Will, will, sorry, will the, number three. Will the opening kickoff be a touchback? Yes or no? See, this is a tough one because the Chiefs kicker Butker it has one of the strongest legs in the league. Yeah, Robbie Gold is really old and can't <laughs> kick as far. <laughs> he can so get it to the touch. The, the end zone. It does. So if I'm saying. The 49ers win. I'm going way into depth, in way too into deep on this. But and if I'm it. saying the 49ers, if I'm saying the 49ers win, okay, I'm gonna say they defer to the second half. Oh, okay. So, so they kicking. can receive in the second half. So they're kicking. You think they're so gonna, I'm gonna give say no. City the ball right away. Ooh. The goal is to keep Mahomes off the field. Yeah, that's true. No, the yeah. You're right. So Bucker <laughs> will kick it through. Yes, it'll be a touchback. Yes, it'll be a touchback. I was going to say that with all of your uh, analysis. I'm saying it's going to be a touchback because they are all touchbacks pretty much. In no, my they're not. Opinion. Well, like they're a lot A lot of it's a touchback. Okay, number four. What will the first play of the game be? A run or a pass? Run. Who says run? run. If we're saying the 49ers are getting the ball, they're going to run. <laughs> this is like, this is articulated. I like it. I'm going to say the 49ers, I don't know. I'm going to say it's going to be a pass because. Trick and play or play action? I, I think maybe like a play action, you know, to. They all are, or everyone's expecting pass. it. Everyone's expecting or a shovel it. pass. Yeah, or like a dump pass, probably. Yeah. Jimmy G's not going to dink and dime all day, so. Um. All right. We should we should do this every week. This is fun. This is fun. This is fun. <laughs> Number five. Who uh, NFL is over after this? So, who yeah. will have more rushing yards? Raheem Mostert, Damian Williams. First of all, it's Raheem. What did I say? You said Raheem. Sorry, sorry, Raheem. I have it written down as Raheem. <laughs> I just obviously messed up my mouth. Drew says. Um, I'm going to say Damian Williams because oh, I think hot take. I think 49ers are going to go heavy on Kyle. Kyle Shanahan loves Tevin Coleman. And if he's 
if he's good to go, I think Coleman gets the first drive. Okay. I'm going to go with my guy who scored four touchdowns uh, last game and 220 yards, Mr. Mostert. Um, that's my pick. You got, you got Williams. I think, see, this is I think rushing Coleman, Damian Williams only gets dump passes. I think Coleman will have more than both of these guys. You think Coleman will have more than both? Yeah. Right, well, that's not part of this question. So I know, but that's, that's just a good my... take. That's a good take. Okay, who's going to have more receptions? Our tight end battle, Kittle and Kelsey. I'm going with Kittle because I know the Kansas City's defense is susceptible to tight ends, and 49ers have been one of the best defenses against tight ends. I'm going Kelsey because he had a bad game last week. Or not a bad. Oh, it was a bad they game. Both, they both didn't have receptions last week. Like, I know, but not many. That's Kelsey's thing. He wants receptions. He's a diva, like you said. Yeah. Um, so I'm saying he doesn't have a diva-like game this week. I think... Let me choose my own answers. Sheesh. Okay. Who will have more total yards of offense? Mr. Debo Samuel or the cheetah, Tyreek Hill? No, with the cheetah. All right. I like that answer, too. She says cheetah. I'm also saying cheetah because he's ridiculous. Okay. Which... This is a tough question, actually. Which QB will commit more turnovers? Jimmy G, Patty Mahomes. See, this is a tough one because Jimmy Garoppolo will obviously have less throws. But, yes. But I'm going with Jimmy G because okay. because the because the Chiefs' defense against receivers have been so good this year. I'm going... The opposite, Drew. Woo! Patrick Mahomes. He hasn't had an interception yet this playoff run. Actually, throughout his whole career in the playoffs, his first one is coming in the Super Bowl. Well, that doesn't nece- it doesn't necessarily mean interceptions either. That's true. Fumbles and stuff too. Yeah. I don't think Patrick Mahomes is going to have any fumbles though. Well, that that defensive line will get to him quick. But I'll let you pick your own answers. So the defensive line, so speaking of that, though, the defensive line, Patrick Mahomes is, like, the best under pressure. Like, like being, when he's pressured, yeah. he is literally the best when it comes to percentage of completions. And That's uh, why I'm saying he's not going to turn the ball over. You went, you're the one that picked him. Yeah, I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm just adding to what you're saying. But I also believe that there's a guy named Richard Sherman out there, and he's got his troops ready. Um he's going to make one happen. Or okay, both of them tip it, you know? I believe it. He's got to throw the ball more, like you said, so. Let me go okay. with it. Go Continue. Oh, yeah, sorry. Which coach throws the first challenge flag? Kyle Shanahan or Andy Reid? Drew says. Bum, bum, bum. Oh. Hmm. I think Andy Reid. Andy Reed. Andy Reed was the second option, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, he's B. B. Andy Reed is B. I think you're correct, Drew. I'm gonna go with Andy Reed as well. He's uh yeah, I think you're right. He's bold. Um I think uh um Garoppolo might have to burn a timeout, that's why. Um Andy Reed won't have to burn timeouts. So or uh, I mean Mahomes won't have to burn timeouts. Whew. 
Who kicks more field goals, Robbie Gold, Harrison Butker? I think Robbie Gold kicks more field goals. You want to hear my I definitely reasoning? want to hear your reasoning. Because San Francisco will be running the ball. Um, and I think Kansas City will bend but not break <laughs> on the on the running of San Francisco. They might be able to get into field goal range, but yeah. That's okay. that's basically my thinking. I think Kansas City will have more touchdowns. Okay. I feel you, Drew. I feel you. I'm going to go with your answer as well. Not because of your reasoning. I think 49ers are just going to get some turnovers and, and may not be able to capitalize fully. Get a couple of field goals that way. Okay. Which position, number 11, which position will win Super Bowl MVP? It'll be a quarterback or other. It'll be Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> okay, no, I have I'm to go inter- the opposite, I'm, right? No, but I, says, I'm, inter- I'm interested to hear your answer since you picked the 49ers. Yeah, I picked the 49ers, so it can't be Patrick Mahomes. So it's got to be, most likely, it's not going to be Jimmy G. It's either going to be a running back or a defensive player. It could be yeah. like a Bosa, could be like a, could be like a linebacker. I'm going to go other because I picked the 49ers. Because I don't well, think Jimmy G's. Although, okay, like, look, look, we got to stop just assuming. Because this is kind of like, look at the Giants when they played the Patriots. Who won MVP? Yeah, Eli Manning. It shouldn't, it shouldn't have been Eli. It should have been Twice. the whole defensive line from New Well, York. You, can't, you can't do that. Yeah. Eli still played well. Uh, his receivers caught balls that they shouldn't have. That was one time. And <laughs> overall, his receivers were not the greatest for his career. Okay. I like this next question. This one's okay, funny. Okay, sorry. I was, just getting, I was just getting into the debate because I, don't, I think he's going to go to the Hall of Fame, and I don't think you do. Um, oh, I think he's going to the Hall of Fame. I don't think he deserves it. Yeah, see? But that's another debate for another, another day. Deb- okay. Who will be mentioned first? Tom Brady or Joe Montana? Ooh. And this, I think this is like not during pregame or anything like that. I mean, starting from... During the game? During the game. I don't know the exact rules. I don't even know if that's how the rules work. But I'm saying starting from the whistle. Because mm. pregame, I think probably they get mentioned lots, but... Yeah. I... It's hard to say because the 49 49- like Joe Montana played for both these teams, and uh, I'll tell you, I'm I'm, I'm going to go with Joe Montana. It's definitely going to be Joe Montana. Joe Montana won four Super Bowls, played for both teams, uh, four Super Bowls for the 49ers. Sorry, and like he is. When you think of the 49ers, you think of Joe Montana. I think Steve Young too. Jerry Rice, but I like it. Joe Montana. Watch us definitely. We're both going to hear Tom Brady's name and be like, ah, <laughs> frustrated. Okay. Everyone's going to go with the opposite of our answers. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I don't know why this is a question. Uh, is this, a, is this a, a secret that might be they let out when they're not supposed to let out? Will DJ Khaled appear on stage during the halftime show? I don't know. 
<laughs> Will I even know if he does? Like, I don't... <laughs> Do you know who DJ Khaled is? A big fella wears the same, like, jumpsuit, big chain? Another okay, one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure he will. For sure he will. I'm <laughs> yeah. saying absolutely not. This is okay. the J-Lo and Shakira show. No time for big fella DJ Khaled, okay? Okay. So you're saying yes? I'm saying, I'm saying no. for sure. <laughs> you're saying for sure. I'm saying 100% no. <laughs> this is where it comes down to, Drew. Will there be a defensive touchdown scored? I don't think so. Drew says absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> Dan says 100%. Defensive touchdown scored. Pick six. There is no way. No. Pick six. I'm calling it. And this is going to be the game changer. Pick six right there. Okay. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Last one. Oh, there's two more. Sorry. Which team will have more sacks? 49ers or Chiefs? That's a good I'm question. With, yeah, it is. I'm going it's with Chiefs. Really, yeah, that's it. Because a, Mahomes, Mahomes has better escapability from, from sacks, I think. Definitely. He's got those wheels, man. And, uh, the, yeah. I'm going to stick with my my front line, my boys, my, not my boys. I don't know why I'm saying it like that. But uh, Bosa and the boys, 49ers, yeah. are going to get a, They're going to get keep, to him. I keep forgetting that D Ford is on the 49ers. Yeah. So I keep thinking of D Ford as a chief. But, yeah, that's true, right? Yeah. Another good storyline. Um, okay. This is obviously an American, but Miami temperature at kickoff. Is it going to be over or under 70.5 degrees? Okay. Let's see. Let's, 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 find out let's, 70... let's find out what that is. Hey, yeah, Google. Say that. What is 70.5 degrees Fahrenheit in Celsius? 70.5 degrees Fahrenheit is equal to 21.389 degrees Celsius. There you go. Oh, I wish. Me too. It's a balmy minus one here. Can we look at forecast? Are we allowed to do that? No, no, looking it up. Actually, you can. Yes, you can totally do research, but you have to lock in your answer today. Okay, I'm going over. I'm also going over. It's Miami. It's going to be over 21, although it's supposed to be their cold season. Okay, so Drew says over. I also say over. Okay, locked it in. You want to go over it? One last look, Ski. Oh, they're locked in, but you can go over it. Sure. Locked in. No, they're locked in. Oh, yeah, sorry. So, lastly, uh, I've been messaging whoever's asked. Um, give the final score for a tiebreaker question in case, like, you get the same correct ones. You give it whoever has the closest score then gets their correct answer. So, so do we have to do that? Yeah. Final score of the Super Bowl 54, Drew. Okay, I'm going 31-27, Chiefs. 31-27, to 27. Chiefs. I'm going 34-24 to 24 for the San Francisco 49ers. Boom. It's in. It's locked. And um, we're giving away a mystery prize. So if you're listening, get your Instagram stuff in or just whatever. 
email, text us, whatever you want to do. Just make sure it's in before the game. All the answers, mark it A and B, and then give the tie-breaking score. Okay? Mystery surprise winner, plus probably a shout-out on our next podcast. Okay. Jump into our NBA, Drew. Let's end our show with NBA. You are talking to me about the Indiana Pacers. It's a pretty cool story with Victor Oladipo being back in his first game. Didn't put up very great points, but hit the clutch three-pointer shot to send it to overtime, which is a beautiful moment. Are the Pacers, the Indiana Pacers, for real? I'm I'm saying for sure, yes. I've I've always been a fan of the Indiana Pacers. Um, they almost remind me a little of uh, the Detroit Pistons back in the day, um, where they don't really have a superstar, but their starting five is all really good players. Um, I think their starting five, one like one through five, I don't think you can name me a starting five that's better than them. Um, now that you have, no, who's their starting five? Clippers. Who's their starting five? Kawhi, Paul George, Harrell. No, he's not starting five. Okay, Zubak. Yeah, Harrell sometimes. Harrell or Zubak. I don't care either one. Okay, this. keep going. Um, That's three. At Bev. I'd take Brogdon. And, yeah, but you take Brogdon, but Kawhi's better than... And you still need another player. Um, who is their point guard? Beverly. Beverly, who's their shooting guard? Lou Williams off the bench. <laughs> Why don't we know this? Um, this is annoying me. Hold on. Shamit's been starting for them, I think. Really? Shamit? Harkless. Harkless is nice, too. Oh, they have but, Jermichael Green, too, sometimes. He's their four. But... Here, uh, so overall, so combination of all that. Is... I know, I, but I'm saying starting five, like of Turner, Sabonis, Warren, Oladipo, and Brogdon, I think is the best starting five you can come up with. And now you can move Lamb to the bench. Aaron Holiday's on the bench. He's been playing really well. Um, I think they're legit. Uh, defense and offense. What about the what about Sixers? Great, Sixers got. Yeah, I think the Sixers are probably the closest team they down the starting five. Harris, Horford, Hor- Horford's, Horford hasn't been very good this year, but yeah, that's just my take, and that's okay. what I texted you, and that's what I believe that okay. the Indiana Pacers have the best starting five yeah. in basketball. And- and what your other point was is that they're deep as well. Um, yeah. You're talking about Jeremy Lamb and and what did you call it, McDermott? Dougie. Dougie McBuckets. Dougie McBuckets. So you think, uh, so when you say for real, um, when I say for real, you define it actually. Do you think they are going to th- make it out of the East? I think they're going to have a top four spot. And at least win their first first playoff series and give whatever team they face in the second round a run. 
Okay. So, okay. Um, that's probably what I would expect as well. Um, I don't know, like, other than the top six, top, I mean, five in the East, like, the bottom three are really bad. So, for the most part. I don't know. Yeah, I think you're probably correct in that. I wouldn't disagree with that. Um, Pacers are for real. Yeah, like, I think I think that interior, like with Sabonis and Turner. Sabonis is nice, man. Sabonis and Turner, like that's some of the best interior uh, defense. Like they block shots like nobody's business, and they can both step outside, shoot the three. Brogdon Oladipo, probably the one of the fastest backcourts in yeah. basketball, I think. Brogdon's um, a 90-50-40 guy. Only a few yeah. players in the NBA right now. And and Warren's been hot with uh, in the last couple weeks. Uh, they can a... all shoot. They can all shoot the lights out. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're... Turner. <laughs> Turner's a good shooter, though. Is he? Yeah, he can step outside, shoot the three, and he I blocks just had, shots. I just had so much like expectation for Miles Turner. He had that like kind of emergence uh, that one season like two years ago now. And now he's just like kind of petered off, a little bit less involved, yeah. maybe but because of the emergence of Sabonis. But... I think that's it, though. I think a lot of the, a lot of these teams with two two good bigs have this problem where you can't really play them together. Yeah. Um, like even yeah. Horford, even yeah. Horford and Embiid. Like when Embiid sits, Horford plays way better. Yeah. Uh, he's more involved in the offense, but you're not plugged up as much in the interior. Mm-hmm. And we saw this problem when uh, Cousins and Davis played together. Couldn't really get get it going. Um, Drummond and Griffin in and, and Detroit. But if you can even offset them, uh, you start them together, but then, then have them go on their own during the game. I don't know. I, I really like them. I like the team defense they play with. Their coach is really good. I like... I like their their coach. So, so let me ask you then: Out of the six teams in the East, the Bucks, the Raptors, the Celtics, the Heat, the Pacers, and then the Sixers, those are the real only six threats in the East. Yeah. I think all teams really think that the East is wide open. Right. But do you see the Pacers beating any of those teams in the playoffs? Because right now they'd be playing Miami Heat first round. Yeah, they they could definitely beat the Heat. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't really I don't trust Jimmy Butler in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and with their interior defense, uh, yeah, they, they have can, no bigs other than Adam well, they Lyle. got Bam. Yeah, but he can't bang with the big boys, right? Like he, that's mm-hmm. asking too much for him from him. Yeah. And I don't I don't think they have a point guard that could guard. Brogdon like I think we forget how good Brogdon like he's a little banged up right now he's Brogdon's so underrated yeah he is Brogdon's so a underrated beast. yeah and I, he can go to the foul line and he knocks those down like they're guarantees at the foul line yeah but like Kendrick Nunn and Dragic like that's a good combo guard like offensive wise like, that's true Kendrick Kendrick Nunn's still like a rookie too or yeah, yeah so he's he's still not there yeah I could see that Brogdon can so you said you take pace over the what about paces over the rest of them? That's probably the only team I would agree. They I think beat. Celtics they could beat. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't think they could be. I think the Celtics are they're actually pretty deadly um, with those three three long wing guys and Brown, Tatum, and, and Hayward. I think Tatum's overrated, but that's just my. I think if, that's tough to say. Yeah, um, Tatum. People are considering him like a superstar already. Um, I don't know if he'll even get to superstar status, but I think I think Brown's a better overall player than. Oh, oh hot than take! That's a hot take. Um, I'd probably disagree with that. I would say Tatum also has a higher ceiling. Um, especially offensively, Brown might be better. No, is the better defensively, but uh, I think Tatum would stand better chance carrying a team than Brown. Um, yeah. that's but I, opinion, my my point when I texted you that is I think people are sleeping on the Pacers. Yeah, they're definitely because you, you I would never not hear them face them in the playoffs. You never hear them talked about. Yeah, Pacers and the Raptors. Hey, the Raptors are the same thing. They're in second place right now. Um, they would they play Detroit in one more game before the All Star break. They have to win one of those for to solidify uh, Coach Nick Nurse being coach of the All Star game. Um, both of those teams are eerily similar, and both of those teams thrive off defense. All can shoot, don't have a superstar, um, and both aren't talked about, and that's how it goes. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah. Interestingly, um, enough of the Pacers for a bit. Um, I've been excited for the Raptors, and they just uh, beat beat up on Cleveland today. Actually, it was a close game, but uh, they won. They beat up on them most of the game, and Cleveland made it close. And uh, uh, they're on a nine-game winning streak. It's pretty exciting. Wow. So, and that's uh, Marcus. All hopefully will be back. Not too. I mean, won't be out too long. So hopefully that turns out okay for them as well. Uh, nine-game winning streak. It looks like they have number two. The number two seed in the in the books uh, going into All Star break. I'm pretty sure they'll get there. They have the Pistons tomorrow night, so um, they usually have a tough game against them. But yeah, without without Marcus Saul, is he going to be back? No, I think he's going to be out again. But Boucher played pretty well tonight. Yeah, Boucher's uh, Boucher's been. Baca's been stepping up without Gasol too. Yeah, Baca looks like a look like he's back to his healthy self again. So. And Kyle Lowry's really stepped up too again, so I think they'll handle the Pistons. No, yeah. they don't have Blake Griffin, so um, they should yeah. be okay. Okay, so speaking of All Star break, uh, All Star weekend is just around the corner. Um, trade deadlines coming up too, but there's been some changes to the All Star game uh, in honor of Kobe Bryant. They've changed the Sunday's All Star game format, and the way that goes is the first three quarters will still be the same, twelve minute quarters. Um, and the fourth quarter, what they'll do is that there's not going to be any clock. It's going to be a quarter up to 24 points. So whatever team is leading going into the fourth quarter, let's say it's 100 to 95, the team that has 100 has to get to 124. Uh, the team that has 95 would have to score, uh, I guess, 29 points to get to 124. And uh, basically the idea is to make the last shot of the game uh, make the game end on the last shot uh, in honor of Kobe and his clutchness. And I think they're probably going to change the All-Star MVP award to the Kobe Bryant uh, MVP award. And I think that's just going to be a good tribute to him. And um, it's going to be a good moment. I know they'll do uh, a good Kobe uh, celebration there as well. 
tell me your thoughts on All Star on on the All Star game, Drew. Some of the maybe some of the snubs or some of the reserves or what you're excited for. Yeah, like I'm not big into All Star games. Like I don't I don't really watch them a whole lot. But uh, I was looking at the rosters today. I I was surprised not to see Devin Booker on there. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he's had a really good year. Um, yeah, I always like I always like watching the three point contest. That's my favorite thing. The weekend. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think it's going to be another highlight of the year. Even though it's going to be weird without Clay and Steph, um, three point contest will still be fun. And uh, you know, the dunk competition has some um, some good names in it again this year. Derek Jones Jr., Dwight Howard, Aaron Gordon. Uh, I'm not sure who the last one's going to be, but those are some names that are going to make, have done exciting dunks in the past. Aaron Gordon's going to want to get some revenge because I think he got cheated on his last dunk competition with Zach Levine. So that could be interesting. And I just hope, I hope that uh, the All-Star game will just be a little bit more competitive just because of the situation. You know, that's how Kobe played the All-Star game. He looked to be a killer mm-hmm. and an assassin. So maybe that will be a fire fire there for some of the players and uh, i am excited in that sense to see all the tributes and and the dedications to to kobe and the honoring of him that they'll, they'll do there so and i think the little change to the game will be interesting too ending on a on a final shot um be fun uh, i'm looking forward to it actually so uh especially the the rising stars challenge team usa versus team world should be good um, that's always been fun for me because they they compete, and that's a good game. That's on the Friday, so. Uh, and obviously, I have to give a shout out to Kyle Lowry. He got selected for his sixth All Star game. I was hoping he was going to get in there, and uh, I think there's been a few there's been a few snubs, like you said, Booker, Bradley Beal didn't make it. Um, I guess they've put an emphasis on on winning um, for the most part. If you look at the reserves. The teams that have that are in the playoffs for the most part, except for Damian Lillard, who's been destroying it lately, and um, well, Trey Young was All Star starters, halfly voted in by the fans, but that's just how it goes. Um, I think they just put the focus on winning. That's why Devin Booker didn't get the nod. Brandon Ingram, do you have? Uh, can you look up Devin Booker's numbers? I want to look up uh, Brandon Ingram's quick. Let's see here. All ins. And how fun has has Zion been for the league? While we look so, at his so much fun oh to watch. Adds just like he's just added so much, eh? So much excitement. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, love he's it. gonna be the face of the league for for the next ten years, I think. Yeah, he's he's gonna easily average double double. And, and, he, I think and he's. And he's a likable guy. Like he, yeah. he's he loves. You can tell that he loves basketball and for sure that he wants to play. He's, and uh, we've never hard. seen, and we've never seen an athlete. I don't think like that in in basketball. Yeah, exactly. Like no, he's <laughs> he's built like a tank. Yeah, a tank that can fly, which is yeah. ridiculous. Do you got Booker's numbers there? Yeah, I do. Okay, what's he got? He's got 27 points per game, six assists, and four rebounds. Shooting 50% from the field, and 37 from three, and 90 from the foul line. Steals and blocks? 
uh, 0.8 steals and 0.2 blocks. Okay. So, yeah, comparable numbers. Brandon Ingram's got 25 points per game, 4.3 assists, 6.3 boards, shooting 0.47% from the field, shooting 40% from three, um, 0.9 steals, 0.8 blocks. So, comparable numbers. Booker's is probably a bit better. Um, so, that's interesting, eh? Booker... They still chose Brandon Ingram over Booker, and their records, Booker's team record is a game and a half better. So, interesting choice. I wonder why. I don't know how they got to that. And uh, to me, just Bradley Beal is just so good that how can you not have yeah, him? Yeah, like so. he, he killed it again tonight. Yeah. What did he have tonight? 35? Yeah, 34, 34, 9, and 9. 34, 9, and 9. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And, uh, I was also shocked to see like they didn't go. It's the All Star games in Chicago. I thought they'd have like a maybe like Derrick Rose because he's had such a great season, and or Zach Levine because he's a hometown boy. But um, they didn't get any of the Chicago boys in there, except for Anthony Davis. So that's where Anthony Davis is from. Yeah. All right, that's it. Peace out, world. It's going to be another good show. Go, go 49ers. Go Chiefs. Peace. Peace.